Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just share everything. Whatever. Yeah. I was better. I was at this bachelorette party um a couple of weekends ago. Oh my god, I forgot to eat and I was at a wine tasting, right? So I'm out there sharing that, talking about oversharing guys, by the way, which you guys should be doing more of. Um, yeah, let me tell you, I thought I was living my best life, but damn, within two hours, I was not in my best life ever. It was Do you just, ever, like, was it videoed? Is that one of those situations where it's videoed and you look back afterwards and you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. And photographs because next day, like my friend is tagging me on Facebook. I'm like, wait a second. When was I wearing a tiara? Wait, I put $10 in the back. I put $10 in a guy's pants. It was like an off-duty officer or like a fireman. I'm like, are you a stripper? <laughs> that was pretty bad. I love that. You're though. like so adorable. Now you're, you're so sweet. No, it's just Zia Anderson is from one of my favorite places in Hawaii called Hilo. The yes. People there were so hospitable. How mm-hmm. long did you live in Hilo? Uh, I was born there and then I lived there until I was 25. I think I was 25 when I left, 24, something like that. Um, so yeah. And then I lived in LA for seven years and now I've been in New Jersey for about a year. So 25. Okay. I would still card you if I saw you at a bar. I would ah, not be serving alcohol. You're My amazing. God. So yeah, I wrestled in Hilo. Then I remember having like escargot, like garlic escargot and staying at this really cool resort and the water was amazing. So what did you do in Hilo for work? Like what do people do there aside from barbecue, I guess, or I don't know. So yeah, the, it's, you know, everybody has the usual jobs. Like we're in high school, my friend worked at a smoke shop or slash CD shop. It was called CD wizard, but they also had like pipes and bongs and stuff like that. And I worked at a Hawaiian food place called Island infusion. It's not open anymore, but yeah, you kind of start doing that sort of stuff. And then I got into working at gyms. So I worked for, I don't know if you're familiar with MMA at all, but I worked for yeah. an MMA fighter, UFC fighter, BJ Penn, cause we're from the same town. So I worked at his gym for like six years. Definitely wasn't like a career job, but I worked there for so long just because I loved it so much. And you get spoiled working in an MMA gym because I got to train everything for free. And boy, that kind of stuff is expensive. Like you're looking at if you want to train MMA or jujitsu or things like that, you're looking at like at least 150 bucks a month, at least depending on what kind of gym it is. But yeah, so I did that for six years. And then I worked at a bed and breakfast where I did housekeeping. It was like a resort style bed and breakfast. They had a bunch of rooms. I would cook the breakfast and I did housekeeping. So all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of people that work. My best friend worked at a resort too. She was a manager at a fancy restaurant there. So there's there's a lot of that kind of jobs or you could get government jobs or people own businesses because you got to feed everybody there. So restaurants and things like that. Sort of the normal stuff, I guess. Nothing like. Was there a vault? I want to say that I went to a volcano museum after the wrestling show because I wrestled mm-hmm. there. And then one day after That's the so show, cool. yeah, we went to the volcano rest, um, museum. And then 
it was one of those things where it was such a long day because we were doing meet and greets and stuff. Mm -hmm. Then at the end of the day, just sitting at that steakhouse overlooking the volcano museum, please tell me that's still there. And what was it like actually growing up there and then coming to the mainland? It was a culture shock coming to the mainland. It was a big and I went to L.A. first. So it was at <laughs> least L.A. is a bit of a mixing pot, but it still is not the same Hawaii is so different. It's such a such a melting pot of different cultures, which is really cool. And we adopt a lot from different cultures like I've never wearing shoes in the house to me is still so weird, <laughs> just like but that's like a Japanese custom. And so there's lots of different things that they sort of pick up. So it's a real mishmash. Uh, which I loved. It was a really cool place to grow up. Super different. Definitely. By the time I was seven, I could go into the ocean at night with a, with a three prong and spear a fish and, and clean it and cook it and gut it and all that kind of stuff. My uncle used to take us all night diving, which is still one of my favorite things ever. Uh, so yeah, it's just, I think that there's cool experiences that you have growing up like that there that you probably couldn't have everywhere else. And like you said, the ocean there, I'm so spoiled. I got into the ocean once when I was living in California one time. And I was like, this is terrible. And <laughs> never again. <laughs> so cold. You can't see the bottom. It's all murky. So I, you, you, you do get spoiled with that for sure. Uh, so that was a really big culture shock. But I did. I really liked growing up there. It made me into a very, I like to say a delightful weirdo. <laughs> So that was nice. I feel like you asked me one other thing and I'm so sorry. I completely forgot what it was. No, you just answered it. Like, what was it okay. like growing up there and then coming here? Uh, yeah, of course. I, I'm, I'm, I just don't know why you even jumped into the, first of all, which was a mistake. part of LA did you jump into the ocean? That's the first question. Was it Venice? Was it Orange County? It was, it was um, Santa Monica. We went oh, to this like beach oh. on Santa Monica. Yeah, it was not good. I live in Santa Monica. That's oh, crazy. Oh my God. Did you get a cootie shot after? <laughs> I should have. I should have. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, I'll get in the water. And I got it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's so cold and so terrible. But it's still, it's a nice beach. But like you said, it's not, it'll never quite be the same. Oh, that was the other thing you asked me. The Volcano Museum. I don't know if it's still there because I've been gone for a while, but yes, it, there is a Volcano Museum and you can see it shows you all the like different uh, 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 and pohoi hoi, which are the different kinds of lava depending on how it flows. And then it shows you, I think they're called Job. No, Job's tears are a plant. Um, Pele's tears. And then there's like hair strand lava that if you get stuck in your feet, it hurts like a bitch. I went there on a field trip. I remember that. Oh my God. That seems so much cooler going to a field trip doing that. I don't know what I didn't grow up in California, but like we go to field trips in the museum in New York when I was a kid, but I think I'd much That's rather cool. go to a volcano museum. That's cool. And what you're doing now is pretty interesting. So I read like very little about you. People know that I don't want to read too much about my guests because it takes away from it. It just becomes like, um, an interrogate, I don't know, like an interrogation or just the same stupid questions over and over. So you do gaming? I do. I stream oh on my Twitch. God. So tell me about that because I heard people make money from that. And I don't want to know that part of it because of the IRS crap, but yeah. Well, people do make money. And I'll say that I don't make a lot of money on Twitch. It's it's very I make some money. It's very much like, oh, okay, this this pays a bill, like it pays my internet bill and like some of my streaming service bills. So it's, but people do make ridiculous money on there. It's, but it's also a really oversaturated market to get into because everybody's on, on Twitch. Everybody wants to be, but yeah, so I do, I do a few different things on Twitch. I do a snack stream 
Sundays are my favorite days because I get to snack on stuff. So the idea is that I just try anything that I haven't had before or new snacks. So if it's like a new flavor of cereal or Pop-Tarts comes out with their new flavors or Oreos. So I try all of those and then I review it and talk about it and chat with the people in chat that are watching. And then I also try anything that I miss because growing up in Hawaii, you have, you probably realized that when you got there, the food is pretty different. So there's a lot of stuff that I just grew up never eating. I grew up eating a lot of sushi and Asian food and Asian snacks and lihimoy and spam. I love spam. So I missed so many snacks. I didn't have my first cannoli until I was like 26. I was like, what's a cannoli? I know you're from the East Coast, right? You're like, oh my God. (laughs) And my husband's from Brooklyn too. So he was the one he's like, you've never had a what? And so he took me into Brooklyn to get my first cannoli. It was magical. So I still, and like, even as an adult, I'm still discovering all these new things that I haven't had and new food. So it's really fun to try stuff, even fast food places. Cause the big Island Hilo doesn't have a lot of chain restaurants. We have one Outback Steakhouse in Kona. And that was it. Like we had the usual fast food, Taco Bell, uh, McDonald's, that kind of stuff, but no Fridays, no uh, red lobster, none of that. So now that I'm here, I'm like, I want to go to Fridays. I want to go to Applebee's. Like I'm such a, basically a child. Uh, so I do the snack stream and then I do a workout stream because I eat so much. I need to work out. And then I do a gaming stream. So it's, it's fun. Cause you can kind of do whatever you want. And then I just depends what I want to play right now. I'm playing a survival game with a friend called green hell. That's really cool. But yeah, some people there's Amaranth is the top female streamer not the top streamer by far, but she's, you probably heard of her. She also does only fans. She's like very big in the gaming space. (laughs) She's, 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 she's one of those that, yeah, like, I guess if you're in the Twitch ecosystem, but she, I think said that she was making 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a month on Twitch. Oh yeah. And and a million a month on only fans. And I was like, does she pay your taxes? (laughs) (laughs) She, I think she does. I think she does. I hope. (laughs) Yeah. For her sake. That's so true about Hilo with the different foods. Like I grew up on an island for the first six years of my life. I lived in St. Croix. That's where I'm from. Oh, okay. So I get island fever, but we didn't have quite as many choices. And I mean, even though I went back there a couple of years ago, I see the differences in foods and I'm so grateful for it. Now, since you only had a cannoli once, have you had Italian cheesecake or got a cheesecake? Uh, so no, I've, I've definitely eaten a lot of cannolis when we first moved to the East coast, cause I've been here for a little over a year, I think year and a half now. Um, I gained 13 pounds cause how I much just 13, which is some <laughs> people are like, that's not a lot, but I'm five, two. It's a lot. I'm small. I didn't realize it cause I was eating so much. So I cannolis all the time, rainbow cookies. Oh my, just anything pies. I haven't had an Italian cheesecake yet, though. That's next time I have to try one. I don't know how I haven't. It's healthier for you. I'm not now. I'm not encourage anyone to go out there and buy like a bunch of it in excess. I could have like two, three slices of that in one sitting. So it's uh, it's made with ricotta cheese instead of uh, cream cheese. It's really light and lemony, and I think you have to have that. We had rainbow cookies. So just ideas for snacks, people. Or have you ever had? So when I lived in London, I'd have. Vanilla ice cream with peanut butter and cornflakes. That sounds amazing. Right. So that was oh just like a snack my uncle created. But I noticed that that girl who has milk bar, Tosi, they always have like cereal bits in it. It's not like my like snack from London. It's way better mine, but um, 
you got to try it. So speaking of snacking, that's your, you've got to try one day, like, please. Okay. Just for gonna, me, hold on. And then for your fans to try it. But that's very interesting. So many people find ways to make money off of this, but I respect what you're doing. Um, Cause obviously you don't look like the typical gamer. I, I don't get these games. I don't know. I, I got to join one of them one day. I think I don't know how to do this. And I'm afraid like once I get into it, I'll get like sucked in because I don't have addictions in life except motorcycles and anything crazy. But this, I think I have to try it's okay. Sunday. So you got to try like Cadbury's Easter eggs for Easter. Now, what was it like going to New Jersey from LA? Like how the heck did that happen? Like Jersey of all places. I'm sorry. I'm from the city. I shouldn't say no, that. no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> We were living in L.A. and my husband hated it there. And things were starting to get a little bit more rough as we were there. And then we were like right down the street from where a lot of the riding was happening, like literally on the same. Where were you? We were right by um, uh, the Grove. Okay, and I was right by the van store when all the rest I saw it for my window. Okay, yeah, (laughs) it's yeah, it was crazy. And he was very much like, I just want to be away from the like. He just wanted to be somewhere quiet. And I think that things had gotten bad enough because he's from Brooklyn and he didn't want to be in New York City either. When we first talked about moving back to the East Coast, we're going to move to Astoria. And then after everything happened and crime started to go up, he's like, you know what? I just want to be somewhere super quiet. I want to be somewhere that's like chilled out. So we're in actually a good spot because it's like 40 minute drive into the city, which is not horrible. I can live with that. It's not a far drive and it is very quiet. It's nice. And you get to drive to the grocery store and there's always parking. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. The things that you, when you live in a city for a while, Driving around is a pain in the ass. Parking's a pain in the ass. There's a lot of traffic and there are definitely things I miss about it. But yeah, he was he was really the last five years we were in L.A. He was miserable and we wanted to move to the East Coast anyway. And it was just during the pandemic. We're like, you know what? Now's the time. So we moved to New Jersey and we moved in November and it was my first winter. And this past winter was my second winter. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I love the place. I love the people here. Everybody's really nice. I've go- I love going into the city. I've been having a great time doing a lot of what I've been doing, but the winters, man. Oh my God. <sighs> yeah. My, welcome. <laughs> uh, I know it's so cold. I'm so cold all of the time. Well, yeah, you're like super tiny. It's 80 degrees out and I still have the, um, the heater on sometimes I was in Miami at one time and the heater was on at like three, four in the morning. I put it on at night before I went to bed and it was like 82 degrees out. I wake up at like three, four in the morning. It's like a hundred degrees in the room. I'm like, what psycho put the heater? Oh, never mind. That was me. That would be me. <laughs> so did you I'm, feel- I'm with you? It's, yeah. So yeah. what else do you do besides you do the Twitch thing? Um, I know that you do com- you're a comedian as well, correct? No, you're I've actually never done any stand up. No, I oh just my God. Have, like- I admire you even more now because every single like there's so many girls with the exception of like Aaliyah Janine and Angela Yee and those girls that just like, yeah, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. It's like, OK, please just don't do any rape jokes because those are just really getting overdone now. Like in L.A., you go to the comedy store. The first thing these girls say, so my uncle raped me. It's like, OK, I'm just like leaving the show now. Really? I haven't seen They that. do this shit all, all the time. And then I finally went up to a girl after an improv class who I saw at the comedy store. I went to her show. Big mistake. 
I'm like, why do you people do this shit about rape? It's like, it's just so boring. It's not that, I mean, that didn't happen to me, so I'm not traumatized, but it's boring. Oh, we just need a safe space. Okay, so you want to be a bunch uh, around a bunch of drunks talking about being raped. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one it? of those. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's not easy to joke about. I think yeah. that certain people, I've heard some really funny ones and certain people <laughs> can make it really funny. Uh, but I, I agree when something gets overdone to a point where you're like, okay, I've heard this. 30 times. This is really boring. Come up with new material. I've heard people mention that a lot, not just with rape jokes, but with also like they talk about how women comedians only talk about sex. And it, so it gets where they're like, okay, I've, I've heard this. I've heard this a thousand times before, uh, but no, no, I've never done any, any comedy, but I've sort of found myself on these comedy podcasts and it's been so much fun. Cause I'm such a big comedy fan. Yeah. And then going from hosting to doing podcasting and then finding myself sort of in this comedy world, I uh, accident, not accidentally stumbled into it, but I had reached out to, do you know who Jim Norton is? I love him to death. I love yes. those guys. I was on their show last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jim is g- fucking great. He's hysterical. Hy- hysterical. He's so sweet. I love Jim. Uh, but he d- has that a character called Chip Chipperson. Yeah. And I've been a big fan of Chip for a long time. And I got a chance to be on Chip once when he was out in L.A. And I wasn't supposed to be on the the person that was running after Buzz was like, hey, I know you're a big Chip fan. They're here recording. Do you want to be on the show? And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I was so excited. And then Chip retired and he brought it back because of the pandemic. And so everybody was inside all the time. So we started doing these Zoom shows. So I emailed him. My husband was like, just email, just ask. You were, you're already on once. He's, he's, Jim's really nice. He'll probably say yes. His email is public. So I was like, okay. So I emailed him and I emailed him a few times because he was like, yeah, I remember you. Of course, I'd love to have you on. So I ended up just kind of being on Chip regularly because the response was so good. The Chip fans were so sweet. So I started being on it regularly. And then from doing chip, I started getting asked to do other things. And then it just sort of branched out from there. And, and occasionally I'll also ask to be on things. Like if there's a podcast I really want to be on, because what's the worst that can happen? They'll say no, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised if you say yes to some people, believe me. And I learned the hard way. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'm really like, I just, when I, before the pandemic, I had a one woman show and it came back like last year in New York. I'm going back yes. again, New York in September to do it. And then Boston. Um, so yeah, sometimes when you go on these, you get people that just don't know what they're doing. or don't know how to speak to you. And I'm sure you get hit on all the time and some kind of stupid thing that someone says, but yeah, it's, it's happened. Do you get any stalkers from the video games or had, do you ever see that one episode of law and order? where there's a guy <laughs> who's on the other side of this whole thing as a player as well. And he like goes out like killing girls through that. Okay. So it's not that's about right. <laughs> it sounds about right. But do you ever get anything like that? I mean, do you get them joining you on Instagram or anything like that? Cause that's kind no. of kind of weird. Luckily. Yeah. Luckily I get for the most part, people are very, very nice and very, very kind. And I haven't gotten too much. Of course, there's the odd person that's going to be a dickhead. (laughs) I just mute them on Twitter. I'm like, you're being an asshole. I don't need this. Uh, So you just mute those people on Twitter. I mean, you can't escape that. But for the most part, it's been really good. I haven't gotten to now this, of course, I'm still on a small level. Like I don't have a massive following. I'm still building. I'm, I'm still sort of new at this. But there are girls, again, I bring up Amaranth because she's so popular. Mm-hmm. She has been, have you ever heard of, well, Tim Pools talked about this too, but getting rated. 
getting rated as an yeah, so R-A-T-E or R-A-I? R-A-I-D. So Whoa. they they get um, swatted, it's called. People will find out where you live and then call like like a threat of some kind so that the SWAT team shows up. People have died that way. It's very Oh, dangerous. okay. All right. Yeah. So it's called swatting. She's been swatted a whole bunch. It's so bad to a point where she knows local law enforcement. She's friendly with them. She has their phone number. They have her phone number. Cause she's like, look, this is what I do. Uh, this, this kind of stuff happens. So it's gotten to a point where she has this relationship with the local cops. Mm-hmm. Someone set fire to her house. <gasps> yeah. Like crazy mm-hmm. shit like that happens. Thank Jesus. I'm like, knocking on any kind of wood I have around <laughs> nothing like that has happened to me yet hopefully it never does hopefully it won't no yeah but that's that's weird yeah I've never heard that term because I work on a political podcast as well mm-hmm. and oh, there's okay. a term called doxing yeah where yeah so it's almost the same thing so let's say yep. you gave money to the trucker convoy and I don't like that and I don't like your stances I will get your address and put it up there online for everyone to see who you are and all that stuff. It's kind of almost the same because it hurts you in another way financially that way. Yes. But this just, that's outrageous. People do that. What even got you into video games? Did you grow up playing anything? What yeah. did you play Pokemon? I see Pokemon over there. Pokemon's big. Yes. Pokemon. That's my Pikachu back there. Yeah. I grew up playing Pokemon on the Game Boy and Tetris because it came with the Game Boy. <laughs> uh, but my first real console that I played on was the Nintendo 64. So I played like GoldenEye. I hope anyone listening knows what I'm talking about. They'd be like, what is this girl yammering about? Uh, <laughs> GoldenEye, I loved playing like Banjo-Kazooie. Ocarina of Time was one of the first Zelda games I ever played. So I grew up playing that kind of stuff. I had a lot of, um, like all my cousins were were boys and they were kind of my first and only friends for a lot of years until I got to a certain age. So I definitely grew up doing a lot of what they were doing. And I I don't mind. It was it was a really, really fun childhood. So, yeah, grew up playing video games, stopped for a while in like my mid to early adulthood and then got <laughs> back into it maybe, like seven or eight years ago, six or seven years ago. And um, yeah, it's been so fun. I It's <sighs> growing up is overrated. We have to grow uh, up yeah. in so many ways, you know. We're not we're not growing up. Trust me. I mean, we, we never <laughs> do really maybe just by numbers numerically. And that's right. that, and maybe on our hands. But uh, the other, yeah, did you yes. want to do this? Like, what did you want to be when you were a kid? I know we choose like 10 different things from like right. ages five to like 12 or whatever. Yeah. The closest thing that I wanted to be that was similar to this when I was a kid was a journalist. That oh. was, yeah, I went, I think the two things I cycled through when I was a kid was being a journalist or a lawyer. And I'm glad I didn't go the lawyer route because that's a lot of school. <laughs> Like a lot. And then you get into a lot of debt, but at least it's a high paying career. Uh, So journalist or lawyer. And then I sort of when I got into entertainment hosting, it was at After Buzz, which is the network that Maria Menounos has with her husband, Kevin Undergaro. And it's a way for them to give back. She worked at E. She's like a big entertainment host. Oh, no, I know her through a different avenue. I'll tell you when we're actually off the, oh, show, off the show, but I know her through something else. Yeah, she's great, though. She, yeah, she also was wrestling. She also wrestled for a, a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Something else, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She is. She is. She's phenomenal. My husband was her producer for her Sirius XM show, producer and co-host. So, yeah, she's a sweet woman. So they wanted to get back to the hosting community. So basically, After Buzz was this 
big network that they put together and they would take in new hosts and give them all these opportunities and different uh, tools for them to get real hosting experience so they could have a real, real center. I've gotten to go on so many red carpets that I never would have gotten a chance to ever do. I've interviewed and you get to sort of choose and sign up for what you want. So it's always people that you're usually people that you're fans of, which makes it awesome. I got to interview the last season, I think, or the season before of uh, It's Always Sunny. The season oh, premiere, yeah. they did a carpet. I got to interview those guys. That was so cool. I've been to Comic-Con, interviewed the, the cast of The Boys, just all this kind of stuff that I never would have gotten a chance to do if it wasn't for them. So they were really instrumental in starting my this sort of career out for me. Yeah, it's just crazy how the whole thing kind of snowballs from one small thing to like another. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes up and up and you just end up doing things like I never thought I'd actually interview my idols. Like I grew up listening to heavy metal. So then interviewing like Judas Priest and like all these other fans, it was like the dream job for so many years. And people just, they're so like, you seem to be like the most grateful person. One of the most grateful people I've met that had that opportunity and recognizes it. I hope you never change for that, you know, for that reason alone, but probably because you're not from LA originally or like one of these other places (laughs) where we're just so shallow, but yeah, that's very interesting. And what do you see yourself doing? And I'm sure that, during the oh yeah that's the question during the pandemic did your whole twitch business pick up were people doing the video gaming more and do you have any intention of perhaps branching out to only fans if you don't I have, have an only fan you do i do have an only oh my god okay <laughs> what's on there <laughs> it's i do a lot of lewd content so i don't do full nudity but i do topless and super lewd which is kind of fun it's i like teasing <laughs> and also the amount of people that come in they're like yeah i've stopped watching like hardcore porn and so this is a nice sort of intermediate thing for me. Cause they're like, I, I went too. F- it's crazy. The amount of people that have told me this, which is really interesting. They're like, I've gone too far down the hardcore porn route. And so I really like this kind of content and it's, there's something out there truly is something out there for everyone. Uh, but I definitely take it to there. It, there's a line and I definitely crisscross over it a little bit. So like I've done blowjob videos with um, dildos and cock flavored lollipops. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It was really good. So I've done stuff like that. And I do a lot of themed sets. That's my favorite. I like to do, I just shot one where I'm as like a medieval elf. Cause I'm just a huge giant nerd. So I do any, you know, fun stuff like that. I like to make them themed. I like to make the quality of it really good. And there's a lot of girls that do that kind of stuff, but it's so fun. And the fans are so cool. And what I like about it is that the people that sign up are typically really big fans of you. And that's why they're signing up. So this is content that, you know, I'm not a porn star, so I wouldn't normally be doing that kind of content. So it's a kind of a cool medium for people who are like, I really like this person. I like what they do. Uh, Oh, wow. I get to see this whole other side that, you know, normally wouldn't be out there. So I, I like it a lot for that. OnlyFans is really fun. And the people are really cool again, because they're fans. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And I definitely dream scenario. I would have my own show. I do a podcast right now called unqualified experts with my husband, or we'll have different guests on and it's super fun. We give advice to the internet because there are some people on the internet that are asking some wacky questions. Uh-huh. So it's a cross between, oh yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Okay. So it's like a cross between real advice and comedy because we get really silly with it, but it's so fun. 
And then I'm starting another podcast with a friend coming up, but dream scenario is I have my own podcast. That's really big. Like call her daddy. I know that's everyone's dream scenario. I love it. Right. Like that's the idea is you get your own show. You get to be yourself. You get to let your personality sort of shine and make money from it. That's the, that's the dream. (laughs) So that's like big picture. Going back to heavy metal, though, you got to interview Judas. I got to see Judas Priest live at Ozfest. Oh, yeah. I love Judas Priest. Yeah, I've seen um, them a million times. I love oh, it. That's so fucking cool <laughs> that you like metal. I love that. No, I was like breast. Like I am basically breastfed on heavy metal. Like my first show was Black Sabbath. My babysitter took me. I still have the baseball jersey that. from that show. It was a size large. I was like eight or nine years old, something in that era. And I still have the jersey. Same with a rush jersey. And some girl comes up to me in the street during the pandemic to boot. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's like such a cool jersey. Where'd you get it? You get it hot topic. Oh. It's like, bitch, listen, I had this <laughs> while you were you weren't even a sperm in your dad's ball sack. And I had this jersey. So don't even ask me. And I'm just like going off. I'm like, okay, so just does that drive you crazy when you see these young kids wearing band yes. t-shirts of bands they don't yes. know? It is wanna, one of my yeah. biggest pet peeves. Thank it drives you. me insane. They're- oh, I only go got ahead. called out once on that. No, no, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I went up to a guy. He's like a nerd with short hair and glasses and his backpack. He's all neat and put together. He had a carcass t-shirt on. A carcass is like extreme grindcore metal. And Very, yeah. I went over to him. I said, so why are you wearing a carcass shirt? Name one song and one album, please. Then he's like, oh, yeah, hard work. He said, Jasmine, you you do know me. I'm like, what? How do you know me? He's like, you know me. I used to go to shows. So then he told me who he was. I'm like, well, why do you look like, why, what are you, what are you doing? No, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you... like, what is this look? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? He's like, I couldn't wear the contacts anymore. I'm actually getting surgery and I had to cut my hair for my job. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. It's good seeing you. Bye. And I just walked <laughs> Why have you have you gone out to anyone? Like, what's your whole take on that with these idiots in shirts that have no idea? It's just we- it's just a weird concept to me. I would never wear a Halsey shirt because I don't know anything about her. and I don't know anything about her music. And that's just a, such a strange. I'm like, why would you? But there was a girl. So I was working at this restaurant. You might know it actually in L.A. called Blue Jam Cafe. Yep. I, yeah, I worked there Love for, it. for years. Oh, the food is so good. Um, and the money is good working there too. But I worked there for years and I just remember there was this one girl that was wearing an Iron Maiden hoodie. Now I really love Iron Maiden. They, oh, yeah, yeah they're a fucking, so I got all excited and I'm like, oh my God. So usually I go in with nice intentions. I'm like, oh my God, I love Iron Maiden. I was like, do you have a favorite song or a favorite album or anything? And she just goes, oh, I don't, old guys come up to me and say this all the time. She's like, I don't know the band. I just really like the sweater. I think she got it at like PacSun or something. And I was like, what the fuck? Why? It's so obnoxious. But I guess they're selling it at these shops to look trendy. And these kids are buying it probably sometimes not even knowing that it is a band. They're just buying the shirt because they're like, oh, cool. And they're, they have no fucking clue because Iron Maiden is an 80s metal band. Like I understand if you're fucking born in 2007, you're like, who is that? I don't know. Unless your but, parents, you know, gave you an album. Unless your parents. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I found out about Iron Maiden is from my dad. I stole his, he had the Alexander the Great CD and that was my introduction to Iron Maiden. I'm seeing them in October for the first time. I'm so hyped. It's a good show. I'm, I'll probably go to the show this year. I've seen them so many times. Um, when I lived in Europe, I saw them quite a few times as well, but oh, yeah, it's going to yeah. be a good show. And yeah, I, I remember with Kim Kardashian. So I was working on a metal radio show at this time 
when Kim Kardashian and that man, which, which man was it? Kanye, they both had Iron Maiden shirts, Metallica. Then I found out that their stylist was a metalhead and metal fans are super loyal. So they were hoping to get those fans to that plastic headed sea donkey and her husband at the time. <laughs> so <laughs> the plastic headed sea donkey. Sea donkey. That's it's just amazing. one of these many terms I come up with. When, I'm, <laughs> when it's this it. hour of the morning, trust me, I get going and I can go. <laughs> Then after that, then I like usually crash out for a few hours and I get back up when I'm done going. Um, but yeah, that's true. It's admirable that you uh, that you stand up for the, um, you know, the cause of metal. Absolutely. And Just like the band if you're or know you them, should. know them if you're going to wear the shirt. Just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? Bit. You freaking you, 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 you posers. OK. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I do this other thing. I have a political podcast as well. So that's the other time I get amped up is then when I get into the whole political thing, then I crash for a few hours. And even if a friend just calls me up to start talking about politics, I get like a little kid, then I crash out again. So people, for some reason, over the past few weeks, are like, is she on drugs? It's like, no, she gets amped up, then she like crashes out, then she gets amped up again, then can't go to sleep. Then, <sighs> okay, so now I'm Okay. <laughs> getting worked up. You're like, okay, I got to calm down. Calm down. So no, you, I do too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want you to tell everyone what the name of this podcast is that you're doing. And I want to know more about this call her daddy podcast. I don't know that much about call her daddy. I've never actually listened to it. That's the girl, Alex Cooper. She yes. got that with, with, um, Oh God, what's her name? Uh, Sophia, Sophia with an F she, she fucked up hardcore. Do you remember when that whole thing happened and call her daddy got so call her daddy mm-hmm. was, I guess, building its own sort of following. And then Barstool Sports found them. And someone's going to definitely write me and be like, you're wrong about how this happened. This is just a- a- as I know it and mm-hmm. what I remember of it. But so it started to get a bigger and bigger following on Barstool Sports and it became this very popular podcast. Oh. And they have. um I think that they started the, if I remember correctly, the first contract that they signed was 70,000 a year to be on Barstool Sports. And then it started doing so well that by the time they left there, they were making like 500,000 a year each, like over 500,000 a year each. And the one girl, Sophia, wanted to, her boyfriend got in her ear, I guess. And she was like, you should be making more than that. You need to be making like a million a year. And it turned into this big thing. And she ended up leaving the podcast. She ended up leaving the show. And I shit you not like maybe six months after they got the podcast got bought by Spotify for $60 million. Oh, well, here's a good suitcase pimp. Yeah, it sounds kind of uninteresting. You'll do like way better with whatever you come up oh, with. Oh, thank you. Uh, I am yeah, sure the, about that. <laughs> I hoped, I mean, that'd be amazing. Golly, if I, if any, if anything offered me even 500,000 a year for my podcast, I'd be like, I can make that much doing something I love, really? Uh, let alone 60 million a year. Holy shit. It's a very popular podcast. And I, the only thing that I really know is that Alex Cooper is oh, so beautiful. I follow her on Instagram and I just temp all day long. Uh, but yeah, that would be, that would be ideal. That would be ideal. Or you can come up with something different and cooler. Yeah. 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 I, no, I definitely don't want to do the same yeah. thing. Thank you. You will. I do really like unqualified experts a lot. It's very, very fun. And I like giving out advice and hearing the ridiculous things that happen to people. Some of it is sad. Okay. So yeah, I did a podcast like that once I was a guest on it It was bad counsel. 
Okay. So yeah, we were uh, C-O-U-N-S-E-L. You should actually mm-hmm. hook up with those guys. So we did this thing where okay. the fans were texting and like emailing these really weird questions and we were giving advice. It sounded super realistic, but we just really hope no one tried like some of the stuff we we're telling them to. So hopefully, you know, you got something, you, you get the same type of, um, craziness with your uh, your podcast as it builds momentum. I'm excited yeah. for you. So you're Thank by you. far one of the youngest entrepreneurs that I've met that actually makes sense. And I've never met a nerd that looks like you. Uh, absolutely not. So tell everyone where they could find you on the World Wide Web and about this OnlyFans. And oh, by the way, real quick, guys, with the whole OnlyFans thing. Yeah. Hardcore porn is like so overrated. Like, what are they going to start doing next? Killing people, like snuffing people out. So when they say, there's nowhere to go next with that. They're hundred percent correct. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a weird where I really <laughs> like what I do. And even if I do decide to take things a little bit farther in the future, <laughs> I would like to keep it kind of this. I, I want to keep it fun. And I did have one of my subscribers gave me one of the best compliments ever. And it was really sweet what he said. I was like, oh, wow, thank you so much. Is He's like, he's like, look, you undersell your OnlyFans. <laughs> he started off by telling me that he's like, he's like a lot of these porn girls, they do this stuff, but they don't know how to be sexy. And he was like, you're so sexy and the way you act. And it was just the way he said it was so incredibly kind. I was like, wow, thank you. I'm going to steal that. So <laughs> you thanks should. for saying it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't have a, um, I don't have an OnlyFans. I don't want one because people are going to expect nudity. I don't want to be freaking taking my damn clothes off. I haven't done that in like years and years mm-hmm. and years. I don't even get naked at home. Like what the hell? So <laughs> you're like, I'm not yeah. going to get naked for you. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell everyone where they could find you in the worldwide web and about your, um, your whole schedule with your Twitch. And if you have a name for it, the page. I do. Yeah. So I try to keep it easy. So it's pretty much the same across every platform. It's Zealand, X-I-A-L-A-N-D. So it's just my name. And the whole idea is that it's the land of Zia and all the things that I love and enjoy, kind of like a Zia theme park. So you can find me on Zealand everywhere. You can find me on YouTube, where Unqualified Experts is uh, at Zealand, X-I-A-L-A-N-D. Same thing on OnlyFans and same thing on Twitch. So I do the Twitch streams. My regular streaming days are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Sometimes I throw in a Wednesday stream, but it's not all the time. Uh, So I do Sundays are snacking, Mondays are working out, and Tuesdays are gaming. So we kind of hit all the buttons there. And yeah, OnlyFans, also Zealand. If you find that you like me and you want to support me, it's a great way to support me. And then you get to see more uh, cool content like that. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Zia underscore land, XIA underscore land. If you want to keep up with some stuff, I just shot an elf set and I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I think that's great. I, I I think they're awesome. Elves are cute. Ronnie James Zia reminded me of um, an elf or a gnome at one point. See that? I always thought he had elf <laughs> eyes, that? really. Yeah. But that's cool. Oh, yeah. And your workout. What do you do in your workout? And do you drink like any of those crazy colored like uh, pre workout powders? crazy flavors. You should come out with your own. I should. One that doesn't have caffeine. I drink like a cup of coffee in the morning and that is all the caffeine that I can have because I have severe anxiety that sometimes I go through periods of time where it's not so bad. And then other times I go through times where it's crazy. Pre-workout would, I would just be in a ball on the floor freaking out because I'd be like, (laughs) my body can't handle that. But I do like hit style training. So I do because I just got some weights for the house, but I lift weights at the gym. But when I'm at home, I just do like high intensity interval stuff or dance workouts that I look absolutely ridiculous doing but they're very fun. <laughs> Good. I've, I've did the hit like once or twice. I do the Pilates Hard. in the gym. 
And then I did this thing once it was called um, heavy metal workout. I never Ooh. put it out though. Yeah, I should actually do that. You should point. put it out. Right? That it's sounds fun. Heads. Yes, that's great. And um, I hope I get to meet you in person because you Me are too. simply adorable. You're and so sweet. Thank you. Everyone check her out. Um, look for her all over the place. Twitch, look for her on OnlyFans. And of course, in the podcast realm, which is a big deal. And hopefully we'll see you hosting some events too, right? Yeah, that would be fun. If I could get back to doing some, some event stuff and, and red carpet stuff, that'd be awesome. But we'll see. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And I'm going to, uh, I'll stop this, but I, I was going to talk to you. All right. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thank you. Hurry up!